We are joined in studio by a very special guest. Zay and I were both excited about this one. Too excited. Oh, uh, because we're both into the blind side, but Zay is way into Friday Night Lights. Uh, have you seen Hancock? Yes, With it's been a minute. Though. So we've both seen that, uh, but we got uh, the chance to talk to Jay Head, the actor, and we thought, well, yeah, we got to do that. He's in town uh, in the area visiting some family, and he's nice enough to come see us. Jay Head live in studio. Hey, How hey, are you, yeah. sir? I'm doing good, brother. How you doing? Man, I am doing well. Uh, I am a little... I always have things that make me feel old. So the <laughs> fact that you are sitting in front of us as like a full-grown adult is freaking me out. Yeah, no, I think uh, it freaks me out anytime I think about now you know enough time has passed that there's now an entire generation of kids that what movie Nah, never heard of it and right. they have because they weren't you know they were born after so it's talk about feeling old i was in junior high when i was <laughs> i was in sixth grade i was 12 years old filming that and now i'm 25 i turned 26 uh you know about a week and a half wow. so yeah has Dude. any actors or actresses that you've seen lately that haven't seen you since you were little acting back then? Have they been like, "Wow, just oh can't yeah, believe it"? And oh like, yeah, who like? Who? Oh yeah, no. Uh, Lily Collins, who played you know my sister in in Blindside, she was doing a book signing uh, in Los in L.A. and I was like, "I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go." I haven't seen her in so long. I'm gonna go, you know, just say hey, what's up? And I got up there, and she. She like looked at me for a good three, four seconds. Like, who, who's this guy? That's I, I you know I couldn't hide it. I had smile from ear to ear. I was so excited to see her. She thought you were a star. And then, and then, she, and then I saw it click, and she uh-huh. went, "Oh my gosh! Like, what are you doing here?" And so it was a good time. But yeah, she for the first five seconds, she was horrified. Man, that is crazy. So take us back then to where I'm reading up on your on your journey, where Friday Night Lights and those episodes are really what kind of got you off the ground with everything. Talk about the, how old were you at that time, and what do you remember about it? So at that time, I was about nine. This would have been 2007, 2008. Okay. And I was in Austin, and I'd already been or I'd, in Texas, in Goldthwait, and I'd already been acting a couple years. I'd had a couple things under my belt. Um, but then I got simply because I was a Texas local, technically an Austin local, cause I'm an hour and a half away. Mm-hmm. They said, Hey, you know, we're going to let you audition for this show for Friday night lights. And originally when I auditioned for it, I didn't, I, I didn't even fit the character description. Again, I only got the audition because I was a local. The character was originally described as this fat kind of chubbier kid, not really into sports, didn't really care <laughs> about him. And then I showed up as the son of a coach. I'm pretty sure we had a playoff game the week before that. Uh, when I showed up to that audition and I talked, they couldn't get me to stop talking about football. And they were like, maybe we should change it to where he's like scrawny and easily to pick on. And he's like <laughs> obsessed with sports. And so that's what they did. And they switched it. And I was only supposed to be on two episodes and I ended up being on four or five. Yeah, you, you killed it. Your name was Bill Miller or Bo, 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 Bo Miller? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that, yeah. I loved you in that uh, role, man, because yeah. you were... Tim Riggins, you were his little homie and stuff, went around with Tim. And now your mom, now she was moving a little fast. She was moving a little fast getting with high school Tim Riggins. You probably looking at that now as a grown man, be like, huh, that was an interesting role. But yeah. you you killed it like you do most of them. I appreciate Yeah, it was a great time. That was, you know, getting to shoot in Texas is like the most amazing experience because that's, you know, I love being on set, but I hate being away from family. So being on set near family is as good as it possibly can get. And where was, so, but for for the people that don't know, for Friday Night Lights, are you filming that? That's right here. It's in Austin. It's, it's in all, Austin, all right? around Austin. Okay. They shoot like in all the suburbs out there. Yeah, so. that's very cool. Jay Head joining us here in studio. So then the Friday Night Lights opportunity for you. Um, then that 
ultimately gets you the Hancock gig. Is that true? Correct. Okay. So Pete Berg directs Friday Night Lights, right? And I do. I work with him on Friday Night Lights for those first few episodes, and then that following summer, while I'm in Los Angeles, I get a call. Hey, uh, remember that Pete from Friday Night Lights? He wants you to audition for his new movie. And that's the weirdest audition I've ever been to to my to this day, because you know usually you get the script, you let you know you got two two scenes you got to prepare. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. I prepared these two scenes and I'm ready to go. We walk in. The first thing he says is throw that script in the trash. We don't need it. And I immediately was I was 10 years old. I was like, oh here we go. <laughs> wow. And, yeah. And so he immediately just goes, I'm a superhero. Make me like you. Go. And that's it. And I just went, okay, and started talking and trying to make him laugh and everything. Oh. And I left. And about a month later, I thought I thought I blew it because like, we didn't hear anything for like a month. Right. And then I was back home and got a call, and they said, hey, you need to, you need to get ready to go to L.A. You, gotta, you start shooting in July. So, so no. even as a 10-year-old, did you see the Will Smith anger? That oh, he had on Chris Rock. You didn't see that. <laughs> Honestly, Even no. As a little kid. No, I did. <laughs> Let me tell you, Will. The, w- the way I describe Will to people, I say exactly like you see him on Fresh Prince. That's that's Will. That's the Will I knew, and that's the Will. And I think that's who he is. I think the whole Chris Rock thing. I think he was. I think he had some stuff going on upstairs that yeah. he was dealing with. But you know, as we all do. But yeah, he he's he's just as good as advertised. He's so funny, and he's just you you can't help but want to be near him. It's so weird. He just has a gravity to him. So in that movie, Will Smith, uh, Jason Bateman's in that movie. Charlize Theron mm-hmm. is in that movie as well. Being nine to ten years old, like I'd be starstruck with them today. Right. But you are a. At what point do you remember thinking, "All right, I've got to be cool. I've got to be able to deal with." It. Like at age nine, are you are you able to deal with like being around big time actors, or did you get a little starstruck? How'd you do it? I, I somehow I don't know how I was able to keep it. Keep it cool. My mom, on the other hand, completely blew it. <laughs> the, the first time we met Will, we were sitting in the office. It was right after I'd booked it. And we're sitting in a room kind of like this. We're sitting up against the wall on the couch waiting for, we're just talking. And then the door, you know, opens and that could be anybody in the world. And it's Will Smith comes in. And my mom went, <gasps> right in the <laughs> And I was like, no, there's our first impression. There we go. Yeah. And so, and I was, I, I don't know how, I think it was kind of more of just, I was so shocked, I became numb, so I just stood up and, hey, how you doing? I'm Jay. It's, yeah. it's, it's an honor to meet you, sir. And, yeah. you know, somehow I was able to keep it cool, but, yeah, she did not at all. So your mom, she was a teacher, and your pops, he was a high school football yeah. coach. How did you get into acting as a kid growing up in a small town? Well, it's, so I was, I was it's, it's a, yeah, I got to go back to the beginning, because I was born with a heart condition uh, called hypoplastic left heart syndrome. Mm. Uh, so what that is is pe- kids that are born with that, they're either born parts of their heart are underdeveloped or not there at all. For me, when I was born, my aorta, the big, you know, the loop that goes over, mm-hmm. was the size of a string. So it was useless. So I had to have, uh, supposed to be three open heart surgeries. I ended up having to have four uh, by the mm-hmm. time I was four and a half. And so the doctors were like, okay, due to his condition, we can't recommend him play sports. It's not safe. Well, my dad's a coach. My mom's a teacher. My brother, by the time he was out of high school, was a three-sport three all-state athlete four years in a row. And then you can't play. And so my parents knew, you know, he needs something. He needs something that he can – it's his world, his realm that he can, you know, dominate in. And I always had the personality. I love talking to people. And I love – I do imitations on TV when I was a kid. I would stand up and sing. 
I always wanted to give the prayer at Thanksgiving. You know, I mean, that was I was who I was as a kid, mm-hmm. and so it was perfect. So I got sent to to Dallas and went to an acting search thing, which they tell you you're not supposed to do, and I don't recommend it. <laughs> um, if you hear about one, I don't recommend it because they say you know a lot of them are scams, and I think that's probably true. Um, but we lucked out, and while I was in Dallas doing this thing, I met a coach, and he said, I think, uh, I think you have real talent, and I think you should come out to Los Angeles and, and train with me. And so three months later, me and my dad packed up the car and drove out to Los Angeles for three months, and we didn't know anybody or what we were doing, but we were going to figure it out. Wow. And so yeah, and then there we went. And the rest is history. That's crazy. Yeah. Jay Head joining us in studio. Uh, check out jayhead.com, the website. That's J A E uh, for Jay, by the way. Jayhead.com uh, with all the stuff that he's got going on now, from public speaking uh, to his foundation. Also, I'm being told that you're involved now in coaching actors. Uh, yeah. Talk, yeah. About, talk about that. When did that come about? Well, so I've always, you know. I guess when you grow up as a as a son of a coach, you kind of just learn to pick up on just coaching instincts in general. And so, you know, I've been around, I've been an actor since I was seven. I'm, so I've been on, you know, I'm 25, almost 26, but I've been in this business almost 20 years. So it's very strange. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, ha- I, you know, I have a lot of insight and I have a lot of experience, you know, just like anything else. It's, I have a lot of experience and I love sharing that, especially to kids coming up, you know, the 18, 19 year olds coming out to L.A., you know, and maybe they've had an acting class. Maybe they studied theater a little bit, but, you know, not much. And I like getting out there because I feel like I can I can relate because I see the things that I went through and I didn't understand and I struggled with, and I can see other people doing it, and I love being able to go, hey, here's a trick that I learned. Give this a shot. And then when it works, it's the coolest feeling ever. Yeah. And so awesome. started doing that, and I've, you know, kind of met some people that I guess agreed that I somewhat knew what I was talking about. And uh, so they're like, you know, I think you I think you should start, you know, helping and doing this. So I got some things working on that. I'm working uh, with Faith Clark. She's a great casting director and she's um, she's brilliant. The just we we've sat and talked and she just her whole method on what she wants to do is really great. And it's helped me because it's a different outlook on acting that I've never looked at before. And so I'm learning just as much as anybody else is, and I think that's great for everybody. That's very cool. Coach's kid becomes a coach. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> I'm I'm a coach's kid too, so I could definitely relate. Absolutely. To you in that aspect, it's tough. Coaches, they're different. They, it's hard for them to turn off that being a dad and being a coach. Oh, they yeah. mix it in together. Oh, man. And it's a unique experience, but yeah. I want to trade it for the world. Let no. me ask you this, Jay. Going from a small town to Los Angeles, were you going back and forth, or did you move there at some sort of point? No, no, no. no. I was, I was going back and forth my entire, uh, my entire childhood career because that, you know, they always wanted me to, you know, you should just move here. If you would move here, it would be great. Your career would do immensely better. But I have a brother who's younger than me. He's a year younger. He, he's, you know, he's Texas. Texas is all he knows. I wasn't going to do that to him, and I wasn't going to do that, you know. It's, this is where all my family is. I wasn't going to do that. I wasn't going to make my entire family sacrifice that for me. I'm willing to make that sacrifice, and that's why I left when I was 18 and I moved out myself. There, you know, but I said, you know, I'm the one bearing this. Nobody else is. And I, I like. I think I, I'm. I'm happy with the way I did it because, again, like, I don't. I don't. My. I would not want my family to have to be stuck out there if they didn't need to be. <laughs> that is. Uh, that's. 
that's a big, uh, that's a mature thought for such right. a for such a young man to make. That is that is impressive. All right, let's uh, let's get to some blindside discussion because uh, Zay and I are big fans. I know a lot of people <laughs> are are big fans. Uh, talk about the lead into that movie, kind of how you got the part, how that that came about. Yeah, so it's you know it's funny they uh, you know the world is a pretty crazy place. I'll never forget. I got the audition, and as a kid, I'll be honest, I thought the auditions were like chores. I didn't. I did not like doing them. I didn't like. I, I, I was. I, I was always. Scream, huh? Yeah, literally. I was like, why can't they just say, "Hey, here's the role"? Like they they gave it to Will Smith like that. Why couldn't they do it for me? Like, that's, that's right. And so that audition comes in, and you know, if if you're not in town, where if you're not a local for whatever the project is, they want you to send a self tape. So you know, you get whatever camera you have. I think at that time it was 2009. I think we had a flip camera that crashed two of our computers before trying to upload auditions. And I tried to get out of the audition, the self-tape, because I was sick, air quotes Uh there. You know, it's one of those, you know, situations. And uh, my, you know, my parents were like, no, just, you know, you don't have to go to school tomorrow, but let's get this audition done. Okay, I think I could tough it out. I think I could. I think I could. If I don't have to go to school tomorrow, I think I could pull. I think I could pull through. They knew what trade to make. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so we did the self tape, and I got called two days later, and they said, "Hey, you know, you're gonna. We want you to fly out to Atlanta and meet with the director and audition in front of them, which is great. You know, it's a callback. And so we fly out. Me and my dad fly out on like a Wednesday, I think. Fly out to Atlanta. I do my audition on Thursday. Fly back to texas and i'm not home an hour it's thursday evening at like 6 p.m and i get a call and they say hey you booked blindside you're leaving sunday and you're going to be gone for three and a half months wow yeah and this is like the weekend the week before easter so how it's old like, are you at this point I'm 12, 12 i'm 12 okay. i'm in sixth grade like middle of the second semester of school and they're like yeah you're you're done for that year you're leaving so Wow! Was, that that Sunday afternoon, I was on a plane to Atlanta. I was going to say, and there was back to Atlanta yep. to film. Yep, back where to that, Atlanta, and then I was in to... Atlanta from Easter Sunday is the day I left. Wait, so y'all are never in Tennessee no. at all? No. Wow! All Atlanta. All you're, Atlanta. You're breaking his heart. Uh, yeah, your dreams that's what are everybody shattered thinks. in there. <laughs> everybody. Are you all right, Zay? <laughs> no, no, it's still a great movie. I'm just saying. I thought they were in Memphis the whole time. Yeah, no, Atlanta. Atlanta's Atlanta's the place to shoot stuff because it's so much cheaper than Los Angeles. And so, like the the you can stretch a dollar to make a film a lot better than you can in L.A. That makes sense. Now, let me ask you this: because with your dad being a football coach, you mentioned in the Friday Night Lights audition that clearly gave you an advantage when you went to audition oh, at these yeah. places, especially for these football movies. Oh, this kid knows his stuff. They 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 definitely. I I don't. I I think I agree with Friday Night Lights, but I know for sure it was for Blindside because they told me the same. They I remember seeing an interview and. John Lee Hancock, the director, said that we had all these kids come in and they liked football. Oh, yeah, I watch football. Yeah, yeah. And they said then this kid walks in and yeah, he starts telling us stuff about football we didn't know. And so he goes, we knew, we, we knew we, this was the right guy for us when he came in. And it was cool because when I flew to Atlanta to, to do the callback, Quentin, Big Mike, he'd already had the, he had the role. And so I auditioned with him. Oh, okay. And they want I think that you know they wanted to see if we could click, if we were, you know, could get along and it was perfect. Like we were with how you see us on screen, that was us 10 minutes after being introduced. Like that I think that was just a bonus for both of us. That is awesome. And, and y'all are still tight. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Oh yeah, I've seen we pictures oh, yeah. on social media. Oh yeah, no. We 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 still like to tra- you know, we we travel and we do stuff together and 
he's out he's out in Nashville, but anytime I can get him to LA, we'll you know, we'll always go tear it up in LA for a few days if he gets out there. So it's always a good time. I'm I'm glad we stayed close and it's pretty weird cuz you know, it's how we're talking about age. I'm now he was when we shot that, I was 12 and Quentin was 24. Now I'm almost 26, and so it's, you know, it's very weird. It's very weird to think about. Crazy how time flies. I know I've heard him interviewed, and he talked about the same thing, how quickly you guys clicked, and that was obviously key for that movie. Uh, obviously, the other, you know, big factor in that movie people remember is the Academy Award for uh, for Sandra Bullock. What was it like working with uh, with Sandra Bullock at that time? Because some people say that's, like, for them, it, it's like her role. It's her best role for a, for a lot of people. She, you know... I'll be honest. Until until Blindside, I'd only ever seen her in Miss Congeniality, <laughs> and so that's I was like, that's that's who it's that's who it's gonna be, her. Okay, and then meeting her and seeing her work, you understand real quick why they choose her because she is as good as they get. There's a reason she has the Oscar. You know what I mean? It's she she just. You know, you, there's. They always say, you know, when they when you get to the, you, you see those people that do what they do at the highest level. They just elevate better than everybody, and they're just on a different level. That's how she is. Like, there's actors, there's really good actors, there's the great ones, and then there's people like that, because she is ridiculous. She, she knows there's a time to play and there's a time to have fun, and she can do it as well as anybody else. But once they say, okay, it's time to work, it is. We are not messing around here. We are here to get stuff done. And if you mess that up, you will quickly be reminded. But the amount of respect I have for her is immense, and I would take a bullet for that woman because she is the sweetest person in the world. Mm. Literally made me homemade pecan pie because I was feeling <laughs> homesick. Like how like how much better could you really wow. get, right? That yeah. Does she have and a was little rest? Oh my goodness! I I I don't know if she made it herself. <laughs> I don't care. She could have lied to me. I don't care. I That's, ate all of it. it I want to say she has a restaurant down. I know here. she I used to. Yeah. I know she. I don't know if she still does or not. It yeah. might still be there, but I know she used to and did at that time. But yeah, she asked me. She said, "What's your favorite dessert?" And I said, "Well, I'm from Texas, so pecan pie." And the next day, there was a knock on my trailer door, and there's Sandra Bullock sitting there holding the homemade pecan pie. She delivered it personally? Knocked on my door and delivered it personally. (laughs) You go, Sandy Bullock! Right? That is awesome. That's That's amazing. That's the story I always tell people when they ask me, how is she? I tell them that story, because that tells you everything you need to know. we got a special guest in the house. The actor Jay Head has been nice enough to give us some time. He was SJ in the blind side. He was in Hancock. Friday Night Lights. We've been talking about all of that. Uh, He's got stuff going on right now to coaching acting because he is a coach's kid we found out about uh and the family still hanging out uh in goldthwaite texas shout out to goldthwaite texas today uh that is why he's in the area so you're just getting to kind of hang with the family the, the, hanging for christmas coming in coming in seeing fam uh you know i'm out in los angeles so i usually only come home about twice a year usually once during the summer when it's warm and then for the holidays and so I always take, you know, this is always my favorite time to be with family. All the stress goes away. It's a, it's a good time. Gotcha. Now, now, Jay, even though you're in California, you're a true Texan through and through. Earlier, Chad and I, we did a Whataburger top five where we gave our five favorite items for Whataburger. We're not going to make you do a top five, but if you went to Whataburger right now, what do you have to get? Well, let's see. That's the problem. Or it could be an item that's discontinued. Well, the problem is the time of day because the best thing to do is when you go in the morning, and you get a honey butter chicken biscuit Ooh. with that, mm, man. Okay. See, I like yeah. to, if I'm, I mean, that's the best, but 
I if if I can't do that because they're not doing breakfast, I'll go get the honey butter or honey barbecue chicken strip sandwich. Okay. Take the honey barbecue off, put honey butter instead. Stop playing. You don't even oh, know. Stop wait, playing. Wait, 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 Stop. Jay might have just changed the game. Wait, wait, yeah. Okay, wait a second. Does that mean you are keeping a supply of honey butter around? Oh, I have that stuff shipped to me <laughs> as like I'm importing it. What are you talking about? Wow. Yeah. All right. We, uh, Zay, we've been out Whataburgered. Yo, that is what just happened. That yeah. might be the most Texan thing I've ever yeah. heard in my life. The I great, respect that. The great Whataburger import is runs through me in Los Angeles. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so take the honey barbecue chicken strip sandwich, take off the barbecue sauce, and add the and honey do, butter. Yeah, replace it with honey butter instead. And you can That's take the, the cheese off. Done. You can take the no. It comes on. Uh, it comes on Texas toast. Okay. Yeah, there you go. That's what you do. Yeah. Perfect. I'm taking notes, man. Hey, that with the fries and a large Coke or a sweet tea, that's all I need right there. Wow. It's perfect. Boy, perfect. Talking about being prepared. Hey, yo. that's hey, I got I can't even take credit. That's my brother. He taught me that. I can't even take credit. Oh, is that right? Yeah, my my younger brother, he'll he puts ketchup on everything and he's weird, but he he <laughs> But he came up with that. But he came up with that. I don't know if he found it or if he got it from someone else, but I'm gonna give him the credit for it for me, from my perspective. Oh man, that is awesome. All right, so in addition to Sandra Bullock, obviously in the blind side, you got to interact with some coaches. We're sports radio here, so I wanted to ask you about that part of it. Um, what do what stuck out to you? You're you're twelve years old, you get this gig, yeah, Sandra Bullock and all that, but you knew sports, you knew coaches, you were a coach's kid. Tell me about interacting with the coaches. Oh my gosh! So when I when you know when I shot that movie, like I said, it was in the middle of the second semester. Both my parents are school teachers and coaches, or and a coach, and so they couldn't go out with me. So my grandparents had to. Mm. But that week of shooting, when those coaches were going to be there, my dad was like, "I'm leaving. <laughs> I will not be here next week. I will be in Atlanta." And he showed up and hanging out with those coaches. I th- it made me really happy seeing my dad because my dad looked like a kid in a candy shop. He was so thrilled. Uh, you know, Lou Holtz and all them, you know, he talks about writing, he wrote a letter to Lou Holtz in college, and now he's sitting there talking to him, and I thought that was pretty cool. Nice. But uh, I tell you who, you know, I was young, I didn't, I watched games, but I didn't know. I couldn't tell you who were the better coaches back then, but I could tell you that guy named Nick Saban, when he walked in, that guy was different. That guy walked in like, there's a reason that standard and that level that they expect from everybody, he, he sets it when he walks in the room, not even as a coach, just as a person. And uh, he was the coolest guy ever. He, I sat there and talked to him, and he was there. It was funny. I think he was shocked how long shoot, it takes to shoot a movie in a day. or how much, you know. Yeah. I think he thought it was going to be something. I'll just show up a couple hours and then go do what I got to do and then leave. And it was an all-day thing, and I think he was pretty exhausted by the end of the day. And he was, he was like, yeah, you guys are... He just kind of realized, like, this is, this is not a walk in the park to do this kind of stuff. But he was so nice, and he actually sent me in my trailer. After he was done, there was a box that was in my room addressed to me, and I had no idea what it was, and I opened it, and it was from him. And it was an entire care package of just Alabama shirts, footballs. He hand-wrote he hand a letter to me, and it was funny because in the letter it said, you know, if you ever it had his office number, it said, if you ever need anything, you ever want to come catch a game, you, you have my number, give me a call. And this is the summer of 2009. It's the year that that next season they go and beat Colt McCoy in the national championship. Uh-huh. It's that following season. And me and my dad were sitting there in Goldthwait watching that game going, we probably should have cashed in on that <laughs> offer for this one. <laughs> probably should have said yes probably, to that Probably should have called in on that, on that, uh-huh. uh, on that yeah, offer that he made. But 
we didn't and i still you know i still have uh, i still have the shirts and all the stuff but he's just a great guy but getting to meet all those guys is awesome that is cool. Yeah. Now, let's talk about Tim McGraw a little bit because I think, you know, you saw the Friday Night Lights, the movie, and he did a good job on that. But I, I thought he really showed his acting chops on Blind Side. Yes, 1883 is a terrific show, too. We know you work with Yellowstone, and we'll get to that. But what was it like working with him? Did he bring his guitar on set? Was he playing music throughout, you know, <laughs> when y'all had time off and stuff? How, how was that like? Oh, man, Tim is, when I tell you I didn't want to be a cowboy more in my life than when Tim McGraw walked in set and he yeah he he brings his guitar with him and anytime we're sitting there and having downtime he's sitting in his chair strumming the whole time and it's the coolest thing in the world because it's so it's just like he's sitting there practicing like he would that if, if he was at his house you know and it, we're all sitting there just getting a free tim mcgraw concert every every other hour and it's pretty cool and he just again he's one of those people that just when he walks in you can't help but want to be around him now, when Tim McGraw is in those situations, are you getting Tim McGraw tunes, or is he busting out like random oh, no, Billy Joel all, tunes? It's, it's and, every, it's everything. Yeah. It's everything. A lot, of, a lot of his stuff. But he, he'll, he'll send you any, he'll sing you anything you want. Yeah, uh, I think uh, there were definitely quite a few times the makeup ladies were, were definitely, they were tranced. They were in a trance for sure. <laughs> and they, they, they were spending extra time. Yeah, with they were. Him they were. Yeah, they were making part. sure he. Uh, they were making sure he was well taken care of. <laughs> I think we got. It, I think we got it done thirty minutes ago. Thank you. Thank <laughs> yeah. you very much. Yeah. So, but uh, no, he's just he's a great guy. And again, like you said, his 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 acting. He is he's a very talented person. I, you know, yeah. To anybody that thinks he's just a singer, he's he's he is an actor and he's very good at it. And I think he's uh, expect like in Friday Night Lights. But yeah, in eighteen eighty three, he's phenomenal. Yeah. But, now, yeah. We, we mentioned her yesterday. I don't, I don't recall you having a lot of scenes with her, but were you, did you get to interact with Kathy Bates at all? Because that's a, obviously another heavyweight actor that's in that movie, and you're 12 years old. Did you take anything from, from Kathy? So, yeah, you know, Kathy, she wasn't around a whole lot. She was only there a few weeks, um, yeah. and we didn't have many scenes together, but she was one of those, like, she, she so prepared and just so ready to... Like she's one of the one of the most I want to say f- like flexible people when it comes to acting because any way that we wanted to pivot it any way we needed to turn it to go, she was ar- she was way ahead of you and had it already thought out. Like yeah. it was ridiculous. Anything, any way they wanted to. Okay, let's take the scene and do it more. Like you're kind of on him now. You're not really you know caring for him. You're kind of on him. You're trying to you know get him to snap out of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> she would do it and yeah. then. Let's switch it and let's do it where you're really like you're almost like his mom, like you're coddling. Okay, okay, and she, perfect, yeah. perfect every time. Like, yeah, I'm ready. We just go. Let's just go. Let's just go. And so I, I learned really quick. Like, you got to be able to, you know, spit that out quick and get that stuff out quick because she, anything you threw at her, she was ready for it. It didn't matter. It had to be a good double lesson. Bullock, yeah. Bullock's performance and Kathy Bates. Oh man, yeah. don't get much better than that. No. Unreal. No. All right, we're talking with Jay Head. Um, tell us a little bit about. We'll, we'll mention. I, I do want to talk about the the Yellowstone thing, but real quick, I, I want to make sure we don't forget here. J, if they go to jayhead.com, you got uh, things going on. You've done public speaking. You got this foundation going on. Talk about some of kind of the other stuff that you have going on alongside acting, but but also other than acting. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I, I you know, coming from a coach, I've always I always heard the, the you know the pregame speeches and the halftime speeches and the you know, all those and the, you know, all the different stories and analogies growing up. And I think just growing up around it that close to it, it just, it's in my DNA. And I always love, you know, you know, even when I was younger, I would, I loved help giving advice and helping and saying, hey, look, you know, 
this is the situation, but this is kind of how it goes. And this is how you got to fix it. And even if it's not a pretty answer and it's not the one you want, it's probably the one you need. I love doing that. And I just, a few years ago, I started doing, you know, not very good quality minute long videos on Instagram. And, you, you know, just like a quick little, hey, you know, here's a quote or a story to kind of get you through the week. And really didn't even have any reason why I was doing it just because it was, I just wanted to do it. And people started having really good positive feedback from it. People would, you know, DM me and say, hey, man, this is like I'm going through something and this is exactly what I needed to get out of it or get through it. And it's it makes you feel so good because, you know, again, I don't know if anybody care, you know, listens to the words or thinks they're even worth anything. But when somebody tells you, hey, man, I'm, I was going through something and this is going to help me get through it, that makes you feel really good as a person. Yeah. And so that is a very contagious, I mean, a very addictive feeling. And so I love doing it. And so that's why I've still slowly started kind of thinking, you know, what if I started actually speaking instead of, you know, just doing videos on Instagram? What about speaking to people in, you know, in person in front of them? And so kind of started to look and how I needed to do that and really started getting into that. And I'm, I'm speaking a lot and going around and I get to travel to do it, which, you know, so it's, it's, it's a win-win for me. It really is. And, uh, you know, my foundation came about because I, you know, I come from Goldthwait. There's not anybody that's been, there's, there's not much there. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, I feel like, you know, and I'm not taking a shot, but I feel like the ceiling is not very high for success out there. It's just, you know, it's a small town in Texas. That's just how they are, you know. And I come from, my parents are two nobodies. I'm a nobody. And I'm out in Atlanta and L.A. working with Sandra Bullock and Will Smith. There's nothing that you know, I, there's no cheat code. There's no nothing. I, you know, I'm very blessed and I've had some really good things happen, but if I can get through it and I can do those kind of things, there's no reason why anybody else can't. So, Amen. I like yeah, that. And so that's my whole thing is I want to help kids, you know, those that are coming out and, you know, those kids coming out of school and it's like, here's your expectation of your life. And this is kind of what we expect you to do. You know, my, my thing is simply like, you know, I want to help those kids. You know, if you want to be an artist, go, you know, help those kids be an artist. If they want to be a lawyer, help figure out how we can help them be a, you know, get them, you know, the training or get them to under, you know, meet somebody that could potentially maybe give them a job one day, something like that, you know, just really try to help, help break that ceiling for those small towns, you know, especially for those small town kids. Yeah, it's very cool. How is it looking at Hollywood at this point in your life? Because you have such a unique experience seeing it from as a child. Now, you know, it's changed throughout. What kind of changes have you seen in Hollywood within yourself and just in the game in general? Oh man, it's a, it's a, it's a completely different ball game than it was when I first started. Cause you know, you got to remember I, I got first started in 2006, 2007. And you know, that was, you, st- you printed out a resume, you pr- you went and got headshots done. You printed out your headshots, you stapled them together. <laughs> and then you walked into the audition room, you walk into a room of guys that look, you know, six, 10, six to 10 guys that look exactly like you, you know, and, they had the idea to wear the cool hat too, you know, and then you go in and do the audition and, you know, you don't know if you really did good or not. And then you walk out and you go home and then you go to the next one. Now it's all online. You know, before the pandemic, a lot of it was online. Now it's completely online. Um, you know, self-tapes are the new normal. There's not really much many auditions in person anymore. Mm. And uh, which is very different because, you know, for me, I, you know, I was, my personality is my, my I felt was my greatest charm and was my greatest asset. And so, but your personality, I don't feel like comes through as well when you're watching it on a screen versus when somebody walks into a room. You know, when somebody with an, an, you know, energetic energy comes in and bounces off the walls, you can feel that energy all around the room, but you can't really 
get that through a screen. So that's a that's a big way it's changed in you know technology as far as you know everybody has a camera now, you know, and everybody's on everybody's on social media, and you know you can make a video from your bathroom and it blow up and get seven million views, and now you're figuring something out and you right. got people calling you. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like it's it's such a different world. It was like back then, if you wanted to be an actor, you had to be in L.A. or New York. Now you can pretty much be anywhere you want, and I think that's. It's really good because it gives people that don't maybe can't afford to get out to L.A. and, you know, get an apartment that's $2,000 and you're the only one there and it's a bathroom that you share with seven people, you know. And, you know, so it helps a lot of people that maybe didn't have the ability to do that still get their content out. And I think it's really good. Um, it's just a lot of stuff going out and around. But it's definitely changed. All right. Uh, before we let you go, we appreciate your time today. Uh, just kind of along those lines, for people that are listening right now, maybe they think their kid could be an actor. Maybe they are that young, younger kid. What's the piece of advice you give them now that you're in your 20s and you kind of come out the other side in, a, in a, being a child actor? What do you tell them? I would say the biggest lesson that I think would have been a great, if I could go back and tell me is, and I was, I was literally just talking to somebody the other day about this, is don't ever apologize and don't ever feel ashamed for being who you are because you don't want to be anybody else because everybody else is taken and you know so many people especially when you're young and you're trying to fit in you want to be that kid that's cool and popular at school man when you get once you get older you realize that the coolest guy at the table is the guy that's sitting over there by himself that doesn't care if anybody comes and sits with him <laughs> you know what i mean at the end of the day that person that is comfortable with them if you're weird and you're you like video games and you do weird stuff do it do it really good because you're going to be loved a lot more for doing the things, even if they're weird, the things that you do, you're going to be liked a lot more than doing the things that everybody else does. Real quick, any comments for the Yellowstone fans out there? What do you remember about it? Yellowstone, I'll say Kevin Costner is the most intimidating human being I've ever <laughs> met in my life, even though he's super nice. And But I'm going to tell you, I've never, I've, in all my, the Sandra Bullocks, the Will Smiths, they didn't pull up with their own motorcade. Kevin Costner did. What? He showed up. I'll never forget. We were shooting on a back road, on the middle of nowhere in Utah. And it's the middle of the day. And I'd been there since 7 a.m. We're exhausted. And Costner didn't have any scenes yet until later in the day. And then all of a sudden, I look and there's four black Escalades going down this dirt road. And I'm like, what? I thought we were all going to jail. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> I thought it was like Marvel coming for us or something. And uh, they, uh, yeah, they, they pull up and all, all of the doors open at the same time. And it's like all his, like his hair people, his, his, you know, his money people. Because he's got people for anything you can imagine. He's just, he's that guy. He's so busy. Yeah. But he's, he's focused. He, he doesn't care about like, they said he doesn't even know his own pin number. They're like, he's, he's locked in. He doesn't wow. care about anything. If it's not about his work, he doesn't care about it. And it's just, and it shows. And when he shows up with four cars in a row and 20 people that work for him, you, you get it. But he, he walked right up and said, hey, how you doing? And I, I'm, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm doing great. <laughs> I was sitting there shivering. I'm, I'm doing great, sir. I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> and uh, no, he was great. And that was, a, I was only there shooting a few days, but it was, it was a really great experience. And man, I would, I would love to have that presence on a set when you show up one day. Yeah. Just oh, how the, you know, That's it's a, great. I, I'm like you, man. All the movies I've seen Kevin Costner in, all I can see is John Dutton. Oh, yeah. That's, that's how the I mean, only he's, person I see right now. That's, how, that's how he of the is. Moment. Yeah. That's, he, he's, he, I, think he's, I think he's maybe not as harsh as John Dutton. He's, yeah. You know, because he at least walked up and I was, you know, I'd, my shirt was all messed up because, you know, spoilers, but 
I, it doesn't end well for me. Uh-huh. I'll just say yeah. that. But uh, my shirt had already looked like that. You know, we had seen that. And he walks up and goes, oh, looks like you've had a rough day. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's nice. He didn't even know. You know, he's a nice guy. But, yeah, man, he's – I definitely, you know, had had a – thing in my throat when he walked up i was a little nervous like i didn't know if he was gonna pop off and get us or what i didn't know he definitely has that presence when he shows up it's crazy that's impressive stuff well man we really appreciate the time enjoy the holidays with your family in goldthwaite best of luck with everything it's jhead j-a-e head.com for all the info on public speaking if you're interested in that uh the the acting coaching all that type of stuff uh, we wish you all the best man it was a pleasure it, to meet you, you. Jay. Hey, this, this was a blast man i had so much fun doing this this is great awesome we'll have him we'll have him on another time we'll just have you talk football hey i'll be here Break all day down. i'll be here yeah, i got you you bring your dad and we'll talk coaching. we'll do it hey we'll do it I'm there in. you go I'm in. Now, every time I get a chicken strip sandwich at Whataburger, I'm calling it the J-Head Whataburger sandwich. I'm telling you, bro, just take that barbecue sauce (laughs) off, put the butter on there, forget about it. (laughs) That's about as Texan as anything I've ever heard in my life. Thank you so much, man.